Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hey, Boiling Pointers. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Before we start, Dave and I want to let you know all about our Boiling Point process, online courses, live events, and masterminds. After interviewing hundreds of leaders, we've packaged a ton of knowledge together to serve up to you. Info that will help you and your company be heard in a very noisy marketplace. So visit www.boilingpointprocess.com and sign up for the email newsletter and we'll let you know when our next cohort or event is. Thanks also for supporting The Boiling Point by subscribing to us on iTunes and also leaving a rating for us. Dave, we're back on The Boiling Point. And Dave, do you remember a long time ago the, uh, the Horse Whisperer movie? Was that one of your favorites? Oh man, was that Robert Redford? Who is the Horse Whisperer? I can't remember, but I do remember seeing it in the theaters. <laughs> I totally remember seeing it in the theaters. Yeah, it was yeah. a slowish movie, but it was beautiful. <laughs> slowish movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the concept, like since, like, like that, that term that they named the, the film, The Horse Whisperer, like it's a term that's been used for a, a long time, but really since that movie, we've seen other TV shows like The Dog Whisperers, the, you know, The Something Whisperers is a term that people give to, um, incredible humans who have these magical abilities to mm-hmm. to connect on a deep level with uh, another li- living being and get them grounded and uh, back in line, if you will, in in in, in a spiritual sense. Um, so, I think this is a good transition <laughs> to probably one of the most important type of whisperers there are: CEO whisperers. Yes. What do, what comes into your mind when you think of a CEO whisperer? Oh man, because we're both we're both CEOs. We, yeah. Well, you know what? I think we should find out what 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 it feels wish, like to. I just wish we could talk to somebody to, that, do that uh, yeah, and and actually feel like you know that's like like and that that, that was termed. We're we're inviting you in, Lisa, to the conversation. Um, and when Fast Company interviewed her, they dubbed her the CEO Whisper. What was that like? Oh my gosh. Um, my toes curled inside of my boots, I have to say. <laughs> was that like an excitement or discomfort? Uh, discomfort. I would say that was very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Is, 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 it big, is it because you had your riding boots on and and they were really, really, uh, really tight that day? Fit? No, no, no. It was, a, it was an emotional response to it. Um, you know, having that type of light shone on me was not something I was very comfortable with at the time at all. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, I, I definitely appreciated it. Um, uh, but like I said, that was my, my initial response was <laughs> I didn't want that light on me. It's so interesting, Lisa, because, uh, I, I, as a further introduction, uh, Lisa Ree is our, um, is our guest today. And, uh, from, uh, Vista Cabela, which is this incredible ranch, uh, that you invite, um, well, it, it says right here, you're inviting um, CEOs and other leaders who are really doing incredible things for the planet and transforming the planet. So you've got our, your avatar is very clear. Like you really want to help people connect um, who are doing good things for Mother Earth, uh, essentially. But we're also busy and crazy and feeling uncomfortable. 
and you have been able to build this incredible uh, experience to help those people. But before we go into that, your own discomfort with the CEO whisperer, do you feel more comfortable with it now? Because that's exactly what you're doing. You're holding space for that. Whether it's you specifically or what you've created, you've been able to create uh, something quite quite unique and, and important. Yeah, I, I am definitely more comfortable with it now. I mean, obviously, I can't be in this work without working the work and walking the talk. Um, and uh, I think the work that I had to do on myself was the acknowledgement of, of the gift. And um, I, I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted it to be about the work and the gift of that work and and really put the focus on there, you know, really give give credit and credence um, to the to that magic, if you if you will, mm. to that spirit. And um, and what I <laughs> I don't know if if either of you have experienced this. So it's like the more that you don't want something, the more that something is there until you actually face it and embrace it and 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 understand what is there. And what I realized is that part of this journey has been in bringing myself and allowing myself to um, connect on that level. Mm. And so there was a lot of heart healing that had to go on. Um, so I, I understood the mechanics of, of the work and the magnificence of it, but I had to really get into it wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. Mm. And um, and I I wasn't comfortable with people wanting to know about me because as I said for me it wasn't about me it was about them and it was about the great work that they were doing but what I realized is that I was a touch point if you will I was a touch point to the journey to where we were going and they had to know me fully so that they could be on that journey with me and themselves fully. So, so this is what came out of it and, and it, it's a title and it's stuck and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and I realized it's okay because otherwise other titles started coming up, you know, I mean, titles like guru and, <laughs> you know, I mean, all this and I was like, okay, no, really, really like we don't need to go there. So I, I guess I'm, I'm okay now with this title. You're, you're, I hear, I'm hearing you kind of own it and wear it and be comfortable with it. Yeah, nice, nice. Well, and so, you know, the you've got a, a like a, a big, hairy, audacious goal um, in terms of your mission, and you know, and it talk the, the bio says it, pursuing your mission to transform the people who transform the planet, and um, and what a calling that is. Um, how I'm curious about how do you find the people um, that are that are doing the good work with the planet? Well, at first. I, I didn't, and I, I really do appreciate that acknowledgement of, of the hugeness of the goal. I mean, I, I started by running around the planet sort of doing as much as I could, and then I was like, okay, that's really not going to be, not going to have the impact that I need and um, that I think the planet needs. And, and so I realized that there are many others who are literally gifted with huge influence. And so I thought, well, if I could help them, 
then we could really get someplace. So it was sort of in that clarity, and then I just started looking around for for those people that had that level of influence, and I would just um, I would just reach out. Um, and as people heard about it or experienced the work, then they would tell other people. Um, and and it, it just has really been that organic. Uh, you know, people have been incredibly generous. They've they brought me in to, to do speeches or have luncheons or, you know, be invited onto their podcasts. And, um, and this is how people find out about the work. And then if it resonates, they call me and they, they come. And... It's a, it's a great understanding now and uh, sort of something that we're looking at right now is, and so then how do we take this to its next level so that we can help more people? And we really can let people know that there is a place to come to have this type of transformation so that they can really get on with their mission, what they came here to fulfill. And there's a way to accelerate that and there's a way to do it where you're not stressed out and you can stay grounded and you can have family time and you can really enjoy yourself. And so let's get more of that out there, shall we? For people that are listening and thinking, okay, so what exactly happens? I mean, do you have examples that you're, that you can share of, you know, maybe a transformation that occurred uh, or, or you supported and, and then maybe the, and that the, in an individual and the, and the impact that that individual had on, in terms of, you know, kind of on, on the planet, if and, you will. And if I can hop on to add to that, uh, use this opportunity to, Lisa, to explain the ranch and, you know, what, what it is that you're actually, uh, actually doing at uh, Vista Cabello. Um, well, such great, big, huge questions. So thank you. I'll do my best to be succinct with it. So, so what it looks like is, yes, we've created this space. It's a 160-acre ranch, and uh, we work here. We also work off-site at different facilities, different uh, resorts, and other nature wilderness places that we've hand-chosen and hand-picked to immerse yourself in. And I call them simulators. So we would never shoot an astronaut off into outer space without putting them through a simulation. And what we have to understand, so when you say, you know, what really happens? Well, really, it's an understanding of the brilliance of our human design. And the more that we understand our own design and how to work it, that's really how we can take ourselves beyond anything that we've ever known. So right now, the way that the human body is wired is we have mechanics in place to keep us safe, right? Mm -hmm. And that's important. However, although we're starting to, you know, mindfulness is really starting to take off, we are starting to learn how to develop ourselves past those, past that primal wiring. So it's almost like, you know, you have your cell phone and it comes with settings, but then you can change the settings, yes, and you can make it a personalized experience, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we can do that with our own selves as well. We just are often not aware of that. So the first thing is we put you in an environment where you can experience yourself without any of the distractions, without any of the devices, and you're left to your own self to see how you approach a situation where you might be out of your comfort zone. Mm. And if we're not aware of how we approach those moments we are going to rely on the default setting. 
So true. Right? Yeah. So what I love, why I love to share this, and, and again, we follow the principles of nature, so why I like to share this with leaders is because um, if the head of the organism changes, the organism changes. If we can get our leaders confident in those moments, really understanding themselves in those moments, it's so much easier for them to step over their own edge and then lead others forward, past their edges. Now we're getting someplace. So what it looks like, whether you're doing um, our experiential work, we also created a digital platform as a simulator until you can get to the ranch or get to the horses. We will create an environment for you where you are safe. You are physically safe. I would never put anybody in danger. But you're going to have an experience of yourself where you get to see how you approach something and all the what I call the stories show up about why you approach the way that you do and what the impact of that is. So an example might look like a leader who would come here and we're going to have them interact with the horses and they're going to have their particular approach and they get to see what the approach is and they get to see what the impact is. And then it's just a very simple question. Is that the impact that you wanted to have? Usually the answer is no. (laughs) And so then we get to stay present. We get to stay in the moment because there's no distractions. We get to stay in the moment, and we get to tap into some of our other intelligence systems. So most of us are used to using and relying on one of our intelligence systems. We have many intelligence systems as as a human being, but we rely on the cognitive intelligence systems. We rely on... Uh, our thinking brain, our rational brain, and of course we are limited by the information that is in there that we either know at the current state or came as a default setting. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and trying okay. to and try so trying to think your way through is exactly. as a default is is problematic at best. It could be because if all of a sudden you're not feeling so confident, now what you're using is your amygdala, right, your fear sensor, Mm. and there's only one of three strategies, right? There's fight, flight, or freeze. That's it. That's all you've got. So if there's nothing to be afraid of, then what? If, If this beautiful creature in this beautiful setting is standing there staring at you with his huge liquid brown eyes drinking you in and loving on you, and there's nothing to be afraid of, then what are we informing ourselves with? Which opens us up into the opportunity to listen to some of the other intelligence systems, our emotional intelligence, our instinctual intelligence, and use those as approaches. You then get to see what that impact looks like. And then when we ask the question, is that what you were looking for? The answer is yes. So, Lisa, is is this a guided experience? Like, I, as you're like, I'm completely following and putting myself into that position in my head. Yeah. Uh, and I see yeah. myself on your ranch, you know, in a position of I I, I guess my disconnect is where is my discomfort? Because um, I'm very comfortable with the horses and the land, etc. Are we? bringing up scenarios as leaders of saying, you know, are like, and are, are, are you walking with us? What, what's the, the, like, how do we get to that place where we can ask the tough questions instead of physically just being in the place, connecting with a beautiful animal? 
Sure. So that's the first step. So it's great that you're comfortable in nature. It's great, great that you're comfortable with the horses. The horse is really an analogy for life, right, and how you approach it. So is it guided? Yes. Am I there with you? Yes. And so what it would look like for you is probably going to be different than what it would look like for someone else. So we can be comfortable in a moment until we make an ask. So you're obviously very comfortable with connection. I mean, look at this phone call, right? We're immediately connected. We're ready to go. Let's ride. Let's saddle up. Let's go. Right? I'm with you. I feel it. So then then what happens is when you, you know, what happens when you make an ask? What happens when we start putting all of this into motion? Where does the disconnect happen? Now, you're working with a living creature. You're working with a very willing creature. You're only working with a very present creature, which is usually very different than working with a human being. Many of us are not present. Many of us are on automatic. So when you all of a sudden make an ask, do you actually get what you want? And if you don't, what is your response or your reaction and why? And and can you help us with an example of like, And and were you going to use me as the case study? Okay. So making an ask. So I'm in this, I'm in this situation. Um, Am I making an ask of, you know, like presenting it to the analogy of life, which is the horse is saying, you know, I feel like I am approaching my health balance uh, improperly. And maybe my ask is I need to make a change or something of that nature. Like how does that part work? The horses are at liberty, right? The horses are completely free, which means that they get to respond however they want to respond. You get to respond however you want to respond. So the ask might be something like, I want you to come with me. Hmm. And if the horse does not come with you, what? how does that inform you? Interesting. So if, you're, if your consideration is around health and health balance, what will happen is that When you're in these type of moments, and we know this, your neurobiology will change. Right. So there will be an impact on your health. And when you start to feel that impact, because it's changing on a cellular level, it will be easier for you to then support whatever that change looks like. But where we start with is an ask and then we stay in the moment and we see what your response is going to be. So say, for example, if you said to that horse, okay, I want you to come with me, and it didn't, how would that inform you? Or if it did, how would that inform you? What are your expectations? What, what is the narrative that you're going into when you make that ask? How are you making that ask? Are you connecting with that horse first? Are you clear on your intention? Are you aware of your energy? And where this is really important and where it you know, relates back to leaders and their work is quite often we're very unaware of our impact on anything, right, mm. except usually the bottom line. <laughs> and so we have no idea how much more effective we could be in that understanding. So I'm going to give you a, a, a for real example. Would that be helpful right about now? Oh, yeah, now? that'd be wonderful. Okay. So there's an example of a leader who uh, was highly effective, highly, highly effective, very successful, very unaware of the impact on, on the team. 
And, of course, there had been other exercises brought in, 360s, and there was some some movement around that. But we're talking about at a core level. And as the stress increased because the company was growing and changing quite dramatically, the uh, default wiring was showing up. So this is the way that I behave in those moments. I, You know, we have... Uh, being effective with it. So we're just going to keep doing it. Meanwhile, the team was getting more and more unhappy. They were still producing because they were also gifted and talented, but the morale was very low. And so this leader was put in an experience with a horse at Liberty. So, you know, the person is free, the horse is free. And we had them in an enclosed area And, I mean, plenty of space for both of them to move. But as soon as that leader walked into that space, if that horse could have crawled over the fence and run away, it would have. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And the leader, because it is a super nice person, super nice, just had no awareness of the extraordinary power of his energy. Uh Now, you put a significant title on top of that power and that energy and you have a blind spot like that, and you have the authority to affect people's livelihoods, and you're unaware of that, we're really not being as effective as we need to be. So the leader was shocked, absolutely shocked. I mean, this horse was backing away, didn't want anything to do with wow. it. Oh, yeah. And, and so we paused, and we regrouped, and the direction was very simple. What is your intention for this moment? And that had been left out of the approach. Well, my intention is to connect with this horse. Okay, with what energy? Well, with love. Okay, let's try that again. And it was an entirely different moment. Wow, I love that, Lisa. So thank you for showing us that through uh, that real life experience because that completely frames it up and for any of us that have animals we we know that this is a very real thing like and especially in animals like horses dolphins dogs you know like these uh it, it's incredible to see how our energy can uh, can impact the uh, the animals around us and i think what you're where you're going with that is these animals are also our our colleagues, our family, you know, Correct. our customers, you know, our bankers. <laughs> so, Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's great. You know, what, and right? I, we are mammals. So, so a lot of times, you know, like I say, especially when we're when we are purposeful, when we when we are when we know what we've come here for, and we're serious about it, and we're not leaving without getting it accomplished. We can get very single focused, and we forget that we are energetic beings and our energy has impact. What are you filling your energy with? You know, in the 60s, they used to call it, you know, a, a, a good vibe, right? That is true. That is actually scientific. So are you taking a moment and being intentional and grounding yourself and getting present and saying, now, what is the experience I would like to have of this moment? What is the experience I would like everyone in this moment to have? And then how am I going to lead? Am I going to lead with consciousness and love? In which case, you're going to be 
way more effective, and I actually have the, the statistics on that. I, we have data. We measured our work. So the results of this in a business setting can look like things like um, 50% reduction in meeting times, 25% increase in productivity in a month, um, almost half a million of dollars saved within two meetings. So this is very real, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm doing this very purposely. Like I say, what, you know, we can affect our businesses and their impact simply by being aware and having that experience. Once you've actually had that experience, you are forever changed. You, we will, you will never be able to go into another meeting without being intentional. Or if you, if you actually do forget and have a meeting, you will notice immediately the impact of that and you will catch yourself and change it. You know, with another, another corporation that we worked with, at first the leaders were a little skeptical. And I said, look, just try it, right? Just try it. Just gather your intention before you go into a meeting. Do it once, you know, with intention. Do it once without intention. And notice the difference in the meeting. And people were blown away. And I said, you walk in with, it, with that force and that authority and you, you roll out an initiative and you think everybody's, you know, understanding because everyone's nodding and you walk out of that room. I said, no one's breathing. And if you're not breathing, you're not thinking properly. So by taking a moment and gathering yourself and being intentional and being present, you will be more effective. People will feel more connected with you. Even if they don't understand cognitively what you're saying, they're with you. And you will be able to lead them wherever you want them to go. And they will be able to show up with their full selves and bring all of their gifts and talents to the table. And you will reach whatever goal you want to in an accelerated time frame. I'm just thinking of how powerful the, you know, you know, the importance of having a very powerful, real experience with, because I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking of some of the work I do, and and to my, I guess because you know when you work in this space, and I actually I don't, you know, we don't, we don't work with animals, but work with helping leaders, um, you know, uh, you know, really lead, lead kind of heart centered, you know, and principle centered and, and, uh, whole lives and, and all this sort of thing. And there's a bunch of skepticism around that. Uh, but I guess what I'm, I'm always struck by is, is how quickly we all, de- you know, have our default systems and, and, but, you know, no one really challenges you to kind of adjust and, and consider, you know, the different intelligence systems as an example. So you must, when when people come to you, they've come as referred or whatever. You, you you're generally, I'm guessing, Lisa, dealing with someone who's very, kind of uh, at the very minimum, open to the process. You know, at the very minimum, open to the process. But really, it's you know, we work with people who love to challenge themselves, right? We 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 work with people who know that there's more. They may not know how to get there, but they know that there's more, and they want that experience of life. I was my first client. Now, I fell into a kind of hiney backwards, right? I mean, I, you know, I, I, w- I came face to face with my edge, and it, it was the ultimate edge. I mean, I was told I was going to die, right? I had a terminal diagnosis, wow. and, and that was it. It was game over. <laughs> and, wow. and that, that is, to me, the, the ultimate quintessential edge. The question was, was, how was I going to step over that edge? That, that was my challenge, and I had to challenge myself to that. And when I did, 
I discovered this entire world that I didn't even know existed. Right? I was living in a mental construct that I was in control. Well, that clearly blew to smithereens because obviously I wasn't. Otherwise, I wouldn't be having this moment. Right. So with, when that sort of fell apart, that construct fell apart, I was left in this new terrain that I, I didn't know how to interact with. And so the challenge to myself was, well, how are you going to do this? It's not like you can actually, like, watch a video on, you know, what happens on the other side, right? I mean, there's no books. There was not, you know, there was nothing that, that could say, well, and then this is how you die. It was all up to me. So I decided with whatever I, I realized in that moment that I hadn't actually been living. It was a complete shock to my system. Wow. I hadn't been living. I wasn't living. I was executing. I was achieving. And I was doing really well at it. But I wasn't living. I was sort of surviving at like a really high level. And it all looked really pretty. You know, it looked amazing. Right? I mean, I had companies and I had money and I had, you know, travel and I could shop and I could do whatever I wanted. And, you know, I mean, what a great life. Right? No. That was, it was derived out of being driven by fear, being driven by insecurity, but being driven by needing to prove to myself and to others that I was worthy and lovable. That's where it all came from. And I mean, it looked great what was created out of that, right? But it wasn't the truth. And so when I challenged myself to live life with whatever life I had been given left, you know, without all of that, I transformed. <laughs> Life showed up. You know, I, I approached with the only thing I knew how to approach it with, the only because the information wasn't in my head. It was in my instinct. It was in my heart. And I started using both and trusting those and leading with both. And here I am 20-some-odd years later, and I'm healthy as the horses that I live with. <laughs> so how does that happen? This is real stuff. So then I was like, oh, my gosh, well, wait a minute, what's happening here? And then I thought, well, what if I apply that to, to my business? And guess what happened to the business? Right? That live. transformed. Wow. People were happier. I was happier. People were happier. So our clients were happier. So how do you think our bottom line was? So th this is what I mean about it being real. And, I mean, if we had hours and hours, I could give you tons and tons of examples. But the people that come here... They have that experience, and it looks different for every single one of them, except this is what's the same. The same is they come out on the other side, and they live these extraordinary lives. Extraordinary. So, you know, one client that came here who, you know, she started a company that, you know, turned into a $300 million company, and it was sold to another, you know, huge company and she was going to go work for them and and um and she realized wait a minute you know what what am i really doing here and something started to feel off you know she had come here to vista and to sort of find herself in this in this in these new waters and as she learned to trust herself differently and to sort of look at the mental construct as well that's just a mental construct right? It, it, it doesn't have to be all of life. It doesn't even have to be the current reality. And so what it looked like for her is she, not unlike me, sold everything she had and uh, 
being a designer, she had one of the trips she was take, had taken was to Africa. She met a tribe of women there. They have incredible fabrics. She has incredible design. She said, let me teach you how to put these fabrics into these designs. I will help you distribute it. Um, and, of course, one of the things that she really wanted was also to find her love, her love partner. And lo and behold, she met the man of her dreams. They will be married next year. And this is all because she had the courage to step out from everything she knew, which was, again, incredibly successful, and try a different experience of life. And she's having now a very different experience of life, which is also very wonderful. That's just one example. I could go on. Oh, and clearly. Well, no, your own example is very powerful, Lisa. Like, and I'm, I'm just, I appreciate and just want to acknowledge, uh, you know, the vulnerability that you're displaying and I just, the, how important that is for transformation, right? To let go of those things, like the control that we think we have. And I think the other thing that's coming up for me is, is just, you know, how important it is for leaders, like, like how much we can, you know, and I'm thinking of myself, you know, the impact we can have, you know, both positive, but also negative in our environment, in our business, um, because of not doing, you know, maybe some of the harder work, right? Um, so, so how do people learn more about your story, about you, about your ranch, about your horses, about hor- or CEO whispering, all those good things? Can you try, can you, can you do it in a CEO whispering kind of voice? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've also noticed both of our uh, both of our uh, tonality has become a I know whispery. I know, no, but I mean, I'm noticing we're just <laughs> like as Lisa's talking, it's just well because I'm dreaming about being there. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's but it's almost this 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 the, the whole our the whole energy here, Lisa, in in our podcast booth is is kind of, kind of it's, it's, thoughtful. it's, it's thoughtful. and and yeah. chill. It's just kind of it's toned down a bit, and it's, so it's Good vibe. it's really interesting. You know, <laughs> I'm just noticing that as well. Um, so yeah, so how do people um, how do people learn more? Uh, just contact me. I'm happy to talk to anybody and share everything that I have. Uh, it really is my my mission, my purpose. So you can you can email me is probably the simplest way to contact me. It's Lisa at vistacaballo.com, and Vista is the view, the perspective, and caballo is the Spanish word for horse. So it's V I S T A. C-A-B-A-L-L-O dot com. Just, just email me and I'll, I'll respond to you and we'll set up time and we can talk. And, cool. you know, you, you made one point that I think is really, really important that I just want to touch briefly on. You mentioned vulnerability. So remember when I was telling you the, the story about, you know, here you are and, and when, when there's nothing to be afraid of yeah. and there's no cognitive intelligence to sort of explain the moment per se. So there's nothing to be afraid of, but, but, you know, here you are in this moment and what do you do? You, you have the opportunity to connect with one of your power tools and that is vulnerability. It is a power tool. So, uh, thank goodness, you know, people like Brené Brown have done an incredible job introducing yeah. people to the truth of vulnerability, yeah. but it really is a power tool. And when, so if there's nothing to be afraid of, and I, and I want everybody to hear this so that you can, you can learn this and, and use it and, and transform. If there is nothing to be afraid of, but you're feeling kind of uncomfortable, 
chances are that is your vulnerability activating. And the message of vulnerability is very simple. It's asking you to connect to something new. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Just thinking about that definition. We all know what vulnerability means, but really putting a definition to it like that is uh, very clarifying. Well, our, our emotions all carry, I mean, that's why it's emotional intelligence. They all carry intelligence. They all have a, a directive for us if we just understand what it is. So, so again, do a check on yourself. If you're feeling uncomfortable, if you're feeling, you know, you can say uncomfortable, or you can say afraid, you know, and, and again, as a leader, if we're not... If we're not out of our comfort zone most of the time, we're really not doing it right. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is learn how to be comfortable in in your in your in your in the out discomfort. of your comfort zone. Yeah, in the discomfort. Okay? Yeah. And so how you do that is by being very comfortable with your vulnerability. And all that's saying is so what do you need to connect to in this moment? It might be your heart, it might be your colleague's heart, it might be a new reality. You know, it could be any number of things, you know, and I learned this when I'm standing face to face with a horse. And I was like, how am I going to connect with this creature? I can't control this creature. It's 1,200 pounds and I'm not. And I I don't even want to control this creature. Right. So what's left to me is I can connect. And that's where our awareness starts. This is where our empathy starts to open. Where It's like, well, what is important to that horse. This is how we start with connection. This is one of the primary things that we teach. You can start any meeting with that. What is important to you? You will immediately start to feel connected. Lisa, this has been awesome. It's uh, I've known you for a number of years, but uh, we've never really had a chance to, to speak this out in this detail. So uh, I'm really excited, especially... Uh, Dave, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, um, Lisa's a B Corp, and not only a B Corp, but a best for the world uh, recognized B Corp. So uh, that's yet another reason to be incredibly excited about uh, uh, about this company. So great, great work on that, Lisa. And thank you so much for sharing this with us. And uh, I, we will, you and I will be getting our calendars out and figuring out a time for me to come down. I think Dave should join. I would us love too. it. And thank you both so much. Thank you for your presence and your attention and this incredible generosity to speak with you and share what we have and in the hopes that, you know, if there's anyone listening that mm-hmm. this helps with, you know, use it, call me. I'm happy to teach you. I'm happy to share with you. Um, so like I say, we can we can all get out there and be, be best for the world. Thank you, Lisa. I, and, and really appreciate you sharing your story. And, um, man, so much to consider. Um, so, uh, and is it, is this, is your, is your personal journey documented anywhere? Like, is, I mean, I'm just, I know we don't have time to get into it, but I'm just, I'm so curious about the, the experience you described, you know, coming to that place where, where the transformation happened for you. Well, I wrote a tiny, little, tiny, you know, most people wouldn't call it a book, but I, I do. (laughs) (laughs) So it's called Crossing the Silly Bridge. And uh, it's actually on Amazon, so you can order it there. And it's the beginning of the story. You know, it doesn't go into the the depth of the diagnosis and stuff because it, it you know, really, 
I just haven't gone there yet. I haven't put it down on paper, and I probably need to. Yeah, I think I, I hope you do because I think there's a lot of power in that. So I'll, but and it's called. So just to make sure I got Cro- that right, crossing the silly bridge. I love it. That's an awesome I name. Love it. So, I love it. it. <laughs> well, so thank you, thank you so much. It's really resonating with me. I know with Greg as well. And um, man, it would be fun to get to the ranch at some point. So well, we'll I think well, like I say, we're, we set the intentions. Now all we have to do is we're going to pull out our calendars. We're going to make it happen because then if there's three of us, you know, together in this intention to help others out there, then mm-hmm. then that will happen. Okay. Well, okay. This, that's a call to action. It's, it's, it's happening. It's happening, Lisa. This is I'll awesome. see you soon. Okay. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks so much, Lisa. Have a great rest of your day. You as well. Talk okay. to you later. Cheers. See ya. Bye-bye. And now it's time for the Boiling Point Takeaways. I think we should go, Dave. You and I. I tra- oh, totally, wild. man. Totally. Like, and um, God, she just—it's like she's—it's like I'm talking directly to her. Like I was <laughs> sitting there in a ranch with her, like staring at a horse, and and I can hear. Um, but she she is. Um, there's a level of conviction, um, and purpose in what she's describing that is really, um, um, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna say. It, intimidating is the wrong word, but it's almost overwhelming because you can just you just hear it, and 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 I mean that in a positive way. You know what I mean? Like, because it's not, you know, we have a lot of conversations and with amazing people, mm. and then and she's she's I don't to me she's in a special group of people that just are so clear on purpose on purpose on, on the where she's going uh, and uh, yeah, and clearly been through something. You know, clearly been through an the experience. The darkest part of, parts of the, the, the hero's the, journey. The, you know, like the exactly uh, yeah. like the, so 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 that was a real, um, you know. And I guess and the question I wanted to ask, I never had a chance to ask, is um, do we have to like? In, and I don't think I might. I guess I, might I know, know where you're going with this. Do we have to go through I I, that, I, that 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 the dark valley to I get toil with that all the time? I know, and it's like because because then then I worry. That you set it up. We're not going to figure it out until uh, no, something happens. happens. <laughs> or you, or you set up the conditions for something off to happen to see how you get through it. So, like, I mean, can't we, you know, can't we? I mean, hack it is the wrong word, but, but you know what I mean? Like, there's just so well, much. I think that's um, what she's offering. Yeah, and she you is. don't have to go to yeah. death's door to have a transformation. Okay, experience. so so listen, you're having. Um, you, you and Jessica are having a wonderful new addition to your family coming soon. So this isn't yeah. going to happen right away, mm-hmm. but we should, in all seriousness, we will follow up with Lisa. Like, okay. I, so are I, you going to do that yes. and, and copy me, and we'll put a date way out there and yep. figure in the spring. Okay. And we will do a live podcast from there. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Jeez. Like we just said it to the whole audience. Okay. Millions of people listening to us. The whole is cannibal. Well, there you go. Well, thank you, Lisa. That was uh, that was awesome. Very powerful. And we will connect with everybody next week. And then you got to listen and like and all that good stuff that you always say, Greg, at yeah. the end. Why don't you give it a try? Ah, oh, man, I'm so, not, not, I have to work on that. So listen, like, find us on iTunes, <laughs> on Zoom, in wherever we are. <laughs> Platform anxiety. <laughs> Platform anxiety, which is part of our training. Bullying point process.com boilingpoint.com and all these other great places awesome he doesn't even know a url it's actually boiling point podcast oh, okay. okay my intention was good <laughs> all right dave see ya see you buddy. thanks for checking out this episode of boiling point remember to rate and subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter at boiling point pod to see more from dave vale check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com
and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.